Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Okay, so it is Thursday night, uh, August 13th. Uh, call started at 9 o'clock, or a couple of, yeah, actually started at 9 o'clock. So uh, me and uh, the shy girl is up here, you know, the espionage agent. Um, and uh, we, we can really get started with uh, session uh, five. And I want to see if I can squeeze in uh, the, the next two. Uh, I know I can't, I know that the, um, session seven, which is, going to be something called Overcoming Objections. You don't learn about objections, by the way. I don't think I'm going to be able to get through that one quick, but I'm going to see if I can pass through these two very quickly. Um, just to let you know, originally I was going to be doing this uh, piece, and then I was going to be doing a separate piece. And originally I was like, you know, I was going to do this, uh, you know, 400 bucks a month. Or so if I, I don't know if you remember me saying that, but I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I said that, right? And yeah. um, and um, so I know we're coming up on, like, the next month. So but uh, what I want you to know is that I'm going to say, you know, let's do this for two months, but it's going to probably, it, it might take, it's probably going to take about three, but I'm only going to ask you to, you know, to take care of me for the two months. So uh, I just, I, I, I want you to know that that's, like, where I'm at around this. Um, I'm going to finish um, the second half, which is about how to have uh, great, dating experience and how to have the date be great because what we're going through right now is who you need to be in order to be great and have relationships and dating work. But then there's mm-hmm. a part called then there's a part called managing dates. Mm. So in other words, there's the there's you know the environment, there's what works for men and what doesn't in dating situations. It's if you're going to create dates, how to create awesome ones. If you're not having if you if you're going to be going on a date and it ain't necessarily working how to turn that date into something better because you can see it fundamentally. So that's the second half of this. But because we're going through this the way we're going, I'm committed to giving you both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, like I'm willing to go as long as it takes, even though I'm, I'm not trying to make it longer, but I'm not trying to hurry through it. Does that communicate? Yeah, I got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we're off the timeline. But it's so important because I did not know you needed this part so badly. <laughs> yeah. I I know, but I'm glad, you know. You know, because yeah. this will actually help you this 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 part, this the, the the conversational spaces, the nine stages to relationships. I mean nine stage state the nine stages to dating, the nine aspects of dating. It's really nine conversational spaces. Mm. Yeah, so like yeah. In, right? So, like, when you're doing your introduction, you this the, the introduction part, like, you know, introducing yourself and welcome is one conversational space. Then, you know, talking mm. about the uh, um, what you, you get ready to walk into is a second conversational space. And then the all the way through shares another conversational space. You got these different conversational spaces and how to be in it. That's what this is around dating. Yeah, 
I got it. Right. So, um, uh, so yeah, I want to put that in there, and um, uh, yeah. And so, so that's that. All right. So um, let's get started. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember when when we actually our first date, uh, first one for this is session five. So we must be in the second month. So you know, uh, yeah. what I'll send you, I'll send you a reminder. Um, you know, a uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, PayPal thing. What uh, we could talk about that offline. I don't necessarily need it to be on the on the, uh, uh, on the recording, but I don't already said it. So oops. All right, fine. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I we we'll talk about that, that okay. after the call. All right, good, good, good. All right, great. So now um, you want to talk to me about what you sent me, right? So I got it in yeah. front of me. I'm covering the gold. Okay, awesome. So walk me through it. I could read it, but I'd rather you walk me through it. Uh, okay. I have to open my laptop. My bad. Give me one second. Okay, so step four, part one, holding up your end in interaction. What do you do to build rapport? I said, I introduce myself and start small talk, uh, considering this is a perfect stranger. Mm-hmm. And I hang out with that person if I see anything interesting about the person. Okay, anything else? Um, uh, I usually try not to hang out with a similar background. Mm. Uh, I tend to meet people from different backgrounds, like there are so many people from India, so many people from my state. Mm. And the tendency I have observed is it's like, oh, you look similar. You must be from India. Oh, I heard you speaking <laughs> my language. And people get together. And I have been always like, okay, I know where you are from and what what is there. Let me go meet more people here. I'll meet anyways you and more of you back in India or somewhere, but this other person looks different. I want to know mm. about this person. Okay. That, yeah, that's that's my way. And which seems oh, weird. So let me to let, so let me make sure yeah. let me make sure I got it. Let me make sure I got it. So it sounds like what you're saying is you're looking for diversity, like yeah, you know, different yeah. people rather than the same people all the time. Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay, great. Um and and, and so I've got a question for you, which is what are you trying to make happen or what do you intend to happen or what are you hoping to happen or, you know, when you're doing your small talk? Why, what is the purpose of the small talk? Um, what's the purpose of small talk? Yeah, in, you, in your mind for you, right? Hmm. To make friends. Okay. That's good. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, To have a diverse group of friends in my friends group. Okay. 
All right, good. Okay. Um, anything else? Um, I sure. get pride in having diverse group of friends, so that frees my pride or ego. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. look at me, I have friends from different parts of the world. Mm. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what I gonna uh, what I do, and I'm gonna invite you to take it on. Uh-huh. When I'm when I'm when I'm in the re- when I'm in the uh, relatedness stage, I want somebody to like me, so I'm gonna be somebody who's likable. Hmm. Oh yeah, I um, I think that's one of my strong suits. Usually, I'm likable. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you're, but but see, it's harder to be likable when you're protecting yourself and defending yourself, uh, you know, to make sure you're feeling safe and secure. Mm. You know, so when you were when you were being difficult, when you were being uh, hard to approach, when you were being unapproachable, that's not the same thing as hoping people like you or doing things to have them like you, like making yourself likable. Because you're too busy worried about whether you was like being liked to actually be likable. I repeat that again. I said you were too busy worrying about whether people liked you to actually be likable. Don't get me wrong; they was liking you, but you wasn't making it easy. They were liking you in spite of your way of being, rather than because of it. <laughs> it's like, well, I like her anyhow, even though she's she's a little uptight and a little nervous and worried. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how usually it is around me. <laughs> I, I I got that. That's why I'm that's why I'm bringing this up. So one of the things that the reason why I'm bringing this up is this: I like to get people to like me. It's fun. Hmm. It's like a it's like a baby walks over to you and hi, do you like me? Cause I like you like that. Mhm. You know what I mean? Like kids are so adorable because. They like you already before they know you because they're a kid and they don't know no better, which is because that's how we're designed. But they also want you to like them. They're not shy about, I hope you like me. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the adorableness. That's like authentic. People will like mm-hmm. you just because you want them to like you and you're straight about it. What are you thinking about that? Mm. You know what? So, Be with that. Oh, what? you, you got to say something? No, you got to say something? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so you are saying I genuinely walk into a room thinking, okay, I like everybody in this room and everybody's going to like me. Not necessarily, just the person that you're talking to. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I walk towards a person, I'll be like, oh, of course I like this person. I haven't even said a single word. He or she never said a single word to me, but sure, I like this person, and he or she would love me, like me. Yeah, so that's I'm not so much... Going. That, that's, that's, but that's not where... Let me see, like this. When you walk into an introduction... Uh-huh. They don't know you, they don't like you, they don't trust you, right? None of that, right? Uh-huh. But you, but you want them to actually like you because if they like you, then they will be more interested in trusting you. Um because you, you know, people don't people trust people that they they like 
more so than they trust people that they don't like. And some people that they don't like people, that, but they trust them because they know this people's a jerk and an asshole and a, and, a, and a ball buster, but they're trustworthy. So, you know, that happens, but not a whole lot. People that they know, mm-hmm. like, and trust, right? So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is when you're leading an introduction, your introduction is designed landmarks uh, coaches will tr- make sure that you have an introduction that's designed to get people to know you, like you, and trust you. Mm-hmm. That's correct? That's, that's accurate, right? But so yeah, it's intention. Yeah, it's intentional. It's like a star walking out on stage wanting people to like him because he's a star. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm saying you can give yourself permission to be a star. Huh. Mm-hmm. Of course you like me. I'm a star. Why would you not like me? I mean, come on. You don't like me? Your problem. Hey, how you doing? Like <laughs> life of the party, like life of the party mentality. You don't have to go out and, and you know, intentionally over the top be the life of the party. But you want to be life of the party mentality. You want to be willing to be the life of the party. At least have that as a mindset. I love being in front of the room. Because I love mm. just put it in a room. It's fun. You see me at the mic when I'm sharing, right? Yeah. Do I look like I'm having a problem in front of the mic? No. <laughs> I love it, you know. But I love it because I love it. I love it because it gives me a chance to, uh, to to get to know people, to make a difference. You know, I find people that like me. It's great. I, it, for me, as far as I'm concerned, there's no way I can lose. It's just it's no loss. It's either going to lose. I'm either going to learn some lessons. Or I'm gonna make some friends and a win, or all three. Yeah, but I, but I, you know, even if I mess up, I can't be messed up. Hmm. Let me let me give you an example of what I mean. When I was in the TMLP in my first uh, quarter on the second year, I was accountable hmm. for registering. I was the I was the person accountable for for registering a certain amount of people onto the team two, which is the second year. Mm-hmm. That was a tough that was a tough job because I didn't know how to do it. And so mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the, that quarter, George Rylander was the program manager at the time, and each one of us that was accountable would get in front of the room and we would get interviewed by the course manager, you know, program manager, and then if anybody else had any comments or questions, they would get a chance so, they could, so we could be complete before we move on to the next quarter, right? So I'm standing in front of the room, and, and George is asking me questions, and I'm not answering them right, but I don't get it because I'm in the fog gas, you know, people have when they're in front of the room, and, you know, they're the last one to get it. Well, I was having one of those I'm the last one to get it moments. But I learned something at the end. What I learned was um, I now know when I'm in my uh, point of view. So you did the communication courses. So you know what unanswerable question and point of view is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my point of view is I'm not important. I'm helpless. And so I was being that on stage in front of the room and did not know that. And what I learned later was I was sucking the energy out of the room. And as soon as I lightened up, everything turned back away, turned back around again. And I learned that whenever I'm in my point of view, I'm so negative, I'm sucking the, the positive optitude, op- optimism out of everyone else. So, like, even when I lose, I'm winning. That's the reason why I'm saying this with you, you know? Hmm. So, so here's another thing. When you like being the star, Mm-hmm. People, will, people will like you because you're a star. They they say, if you think you're a star, you must be a star. Mm-hmm. They, trust, they trust your opinion of you. 
So that's the first thing of the two things I was going to offer you around, you know, uh, the question, uh, you know, what do you do to build rapport? So mm-hmm. you got to be, you got to have fun meeting people. It's got to be fun, but like, you know, like a, like a four-year-old fun. You know, so that's the first thing. And then um, the second thing is um, um, you want um, to um, – how do I say this? Um, I had it. Um, you want to make – you want to have people like you. You want to make them like you. But you also want to see if they can actually really be a friend, like somebody you could be friends with afterwards, regardless of um, if they are – attractive to you or not, whether you whether you're attracted to them or not, you want to be that um they can be a friend. Like you want to make a new friend. Yeah, you might not be able to, but at least that be your intention in um your building rapport. Hmm. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I like making new friends. Yeah, so you got to remember that when you're building rapport. Keep that in the front of your mind or at least somewhere in your mind <laughs> you know, until it's a habit. See, so when I build rapport, when I meet people, I'm having so much fun because I'm, I'm the party. I'm bringing the party with me. You don't have to be having fun for me to be having fun. Mm. So I get a chance to share my fun with people who ain't having none. <laughs> mm. And when you're having fun, and, and and you share your fun with them, like you give somebody a smile when they don't have one, they like you better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two things coming up to my mind. Go for it. Yes, I was the life of the party until some part of my childhood. Like, my dad used to tell me that all his friends were like, oh, my God, you have such an amazing kid. You would never be bored. She has so much fun, and he's amazing. Mm. And my dad always says, I loved raising you while you were a kid. Like, you provided me so many memories and so much joy. Mm. I'm like, okay, got it. But somewhere, I started the story that, to hell with this. <laughs> Sorry about the cursing. Mm, I am done entertaining people. Mm. I'm not... I look down on myself for being the clown or a jester in the in the courts. Uh, like mm. you hear in the stories, like the king is sitting on his throne and the jester walks in, says something stupid, makes fun of himself, Basically, their self-esteem, everything is gone down the drain, and all they are doing is entertaining the other person. So, I became this person who is like, nah, I'm not entertaining you. Man, I'm glad you're going to be giving this one up, like, immediately. Please throw that one out the toilet. Please. And it's... Sometimes I forget that and I entertain people and a few times what people told me, yeah, uh, tell us more. So what happened after that? And suddenly this story kicks in and I'm like, meh, I'm not not entertaining you. I'm not a clown. 
You are not the king over here. I'm not the clown. Sorry. That's a misinterpretation and a mistaken context. Yeah. See, the person who's funny is really in charge because everybody's waiting. Everybody loves to laugh. And so if you don't take yourself seriously, that's one thing. But if you take yourself seriously but you're still making people laugh, you're in charge. Let me, let me, let me tell you something about leadership, okay? Mm-hmm. Leadership is mostly because of communication, effective communication. So the most effective leaders, they know how to hold people accountable. They know how to make plans. They know how to see what's happening and what's going on. They know how to play chess in their mind against whoever they're dealing with or whatever. But they, if they are not outstanding communicators, that's where they're, that's the weak link in it. You know, Martin Luther King was a great leader, but he was a great communicator. Jesus Christ was a fabulous communicator. They didn't do the, the, what they wrote about what he said. It must have been a joke, man. It's like playing telephone for 100 years. You tell somebody what Jesus Christ said, and I, then you repeat it to somebody else next year, and then they repeat it to somebody else next year. You got one year space in between 100 different conversations, and that's what the, the New Testament is, in my opinion. They're trying to remember. Yeah, they used to pass down, you know, folklore down in the days before they started doing real, real writing. But you're in charge when you're the communicator because your communication produces results when you speak with, a, you know, effective speaking, committed speaking and listening produces results. That's a whole mm-hmm. large part of the whole PMLP is that you learn how to communicate in ways that produce results. Mm-hmm. And so when you're making people laugh, they want to feel more fun. And if you're taking yourself seriously, they will take you seriously. Listen, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby, before this stuff that happened to him, these Mm -hmm. people, they they, they consider them comedians, not clowns. Mm. Yeah. Entertainers, not stupid people. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can give that up and go back to being entertaining, my dear. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's confronting because I'll I'll tell you how I play this. <laughs> okay. There are two friends of mine. One is a dear friend of mine, my close friend, my best friend. She's awesome. And when I'm around her, I say something and she bursts into laughter like she does that and then she said a few times that oh my god this is so funny and you are awesome that's why I love to hang out with you somewhere it pinches me I'm like okay am I a clown but okay for this one I'm okay I'm not a clown and she's she's my best friend I'm making her happy I have no problem with that Awesome. Perfect. I'll meet you more. I'll make you laugh. I'll do that. Then there is this other friend of mine who we had a breakdown. Like last year, he got married. He brought his wife to the USA. And uh, we all went for lunch to see her the first time me and all my friends 
and that was a buffet there. So everybody is going and picking their plate and food. And there was one moment where this friend and his wife and me are at the table and everybody else is out at the counter getting their food. And uh, me and my friend and the wife, they are, uh, we are all talking and suddenly he turns to me. He's like, Srija, entertain. I got so mad. <laughs> because we we did not have good communication. We had a breakdown. My resentment towards him was piling, piling, piling. And when he said that, I'm like, okay, you're all this. And then now your wife comes in and you are asking me to entertain her. What am I like? Am I a clown or what? What do you think of yourself? I had all, all this right. in my mind going on. And hmm. I just said, okay, that's your wife. You are the man. You do it yourself. I'm going to get mm. my food, and I walked away. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. You're masterful at turning anything into something's wrong. <laughs> yes, I am. You are am. a make-wrong machine waiting to happen. Dang. You could you could turn any compliment into a complaint, any compliment into a criticism. You're amazing. You should cut that out. Either that, or you should go into risk management. <laughs> I'm laughing because, like, I get it, you know, but it ain't helping you none. So I want you to see, like, how, how I want you to see it as brutally clear as possible. But mm-hmm. you are, um, you're like, you're great at risk management, but life is not about risk management. There's only pieces like money, okay? You know, you want to you want to be risky with your money. Fine. You want to you know manage your risk with your money. Fine. But most everything else, you don't really need the risk stuff. Like if you're in, I don't know, the South Bronx, two in the morning, you walk by yourself. You want to manage your risk. You know, maybe you have pepper spray or a taser. You're a woman, right? I got it. But normally, you know, you're. In your your sense of, uh, of safety and security meter is a little little high. <laughs> so I'm inviting you to, like, chill out and relax, or as uh, um, one of my friends used to say, uh, uh, the white chicks, he says, uh, chillax. Yeah, chillax, yeah. Right? Yeah. I so, can do that. I always think there is some conspiracy behind a compliment. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. So you yeah. Can, you, you can chill. You can chill. Yeah. Please. Thank you. Yeah. And if you need any support, call me and I'll remind you. Yes. Yeah, I. Thank you. It's listen. It's fun to be a star. Let me. Let me ask you something. When you got candidated and they eventually acknowledged you in front of the room, uh-huh. what was that like? What was that like for you? <laughs> it was. Oh, people were cheering from the audience, like, come on, Srija, awesome. Yeah, what was that like for you, though? Um, I felt special. Great. See, that's how most stars feel when they're in front of most crowds. Mm-hmm. So just remember that one rather than that other thing you just said. Oh, that one, away. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. 
So, um, so now, given that I just went through all of that with the first part, what do you do to build rapport? You could, I'm inviting you to, to use that with the rest of part one. All right? So, like, for example, the keys to your success, right? You know, your smile is what has you be successful now, but the things we just got finished talking about, you could put down here is like the keys to your success because you can either have this is what has me be successful or here's what I need to put in place to be successful. You can use that top five keys for your success for either one of those you get to say. You need me to say that again or did you get that? Say that again. I, somehow I thought you might say that. So <laughs> you see where it says uh, right underneath the uh, effectiveness self-assessment, right, underneath that. The top five keys to your success, right? Yes, yes. So in there, you could you could have two different types of answers: the things that work now, or mm-hmm. the things or the things when you master them will work. Like, like for me, one of my keys to success is, is mastering marketing. I would put that there if I was talking about running a business, but that doesn't mean I'm successful at marketing yet. Does that communicate? But yeah, I know that yeah. when but but I know that when I get there, that's what's mm. gonna be. Right? right. So you you know right right. So you got your smile. And so like mm-hmm. what you could put down for yourself and you know, and this is like, you know, having fun being the center of attention. Mm. It could be, you know, um uh what else could what else could we say here um uh you know it could be um you know focusing on liking people and wanting them to like me or something like that i mean it could be you know stuff like that you know uh it could be having you know having good you know uh uh how do i say it having good um strong opening lines or good lines like you know pickup artists have it could be you know slick slick statements or something i don't know you'll think of it but I want you to continuously think of it, not just from this session, but from moving forward on. Plus, of course, you know, keys to your successes in relation, you know, in, in terms of um, getting related could be, you know, that you're, you know, you like meeting people as well. You got that there. But, like, whatever it is, if it's more than five, put in more than five. It's okay. Okay. So, uh, so, then, so that's that. And then, uh, yeah, I see. Need to improve my self-esteem and confidence. Uh, need to be aware of uh, being in the present. <laughs> Great. Uh, body language, handshakes. Okay. Um, yeah, and look at people in the eye. You not you, you you look people in the eye, but you don't look people in the eye. You look at people in the eye. If that communicates, let me explain which what I mean by that. Like uh-huh. when I when I see you, you're so busy being amazed by me, which, by the way, is such a joy. You can look at me all day long, I swear to God. <laughs> but I'm not sure you're looking at me to relate to me. It's almost like you're looking at a, a picture or a painting of something, of something really great, but not like in a way of relatedness. And I'm I, I'm okay with it. I, I know that. But if you're trying to get related with somebody and trying to get a, you know be dating or something, you, you want to actually... Um, you know, look people in the eye in a way that has them left feeling known, feeling 
you know, like you, they they have your like they have the experience of you knowing them. Mm. Like you see them versus just looking at them. You know what I mean? Like leave them feeling like they were known, like they were seen. You know, like you do in the event in the advanced course in the uh, be with exercise. You know, like be with. Mm. Yeah, look at people like you're being with them. Okay. Yeah, because then you're with them. You're outside of you rather than inside with you. Be out there with them. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Okay. okay. All right, great. So um, um, <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how close do you let people get to you? Five, that's about right. Maybe four or five, whatever, that's about right. How much do you let others get to know the real you? Uh, <laughs> you're criminal. <laughs> I, I had to tell this on myself. I, I know, I totally like, got it. It's so true. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's, I swear to God, that's so authentic. It's so adorable because it's, it's true, but it's, you know, the fact that you gave yourself permission to say that is adorable, dead on. There's nothing more for me to say because this conversation I just having with you now will give you some freedom around that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, do any of the previous answers change if you know the person and if so uh, you, you feel more comfortable waiting? Yeah, okay, great. Um, uh, and then, uh, okay, got it. Um, keys to your success. Okay, got it. Okay, great. All right, that's fine for now. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that at that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm inviting yeah. you to like, yeah, I'm inviting you to take on listening to this in a new way and, you know, like that. But anyhow, so uh, hopefully you got some real value out of that last uh, um, you know, peace there because, uh, uh, yeah, you, you need to enjoy being the star because everybody loves being around stars. Come on, please. Every yeah. four year old is a, every four year old is a star. Every three year old is a star. They don't even know yeah. what it means, but they're like, of course you like me because I like you and I like me and you like me and I like you and we like you. <laughs> like, like that really? That's how that's how they are, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know, just have fun. Yeah, so, and uh, yeah. I want to quickly say two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got present to how much hearing myself would help me in being relatable. Mm-hmm. As I was writing the top three, top five keys to my success, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, sharing, <laughs> which I have been resisting or I still resist but I have to acknowledge that and do something about it. Yep. <laughs> true that, true that. Okay. And the other thing is my ex is is like a life of the party. Uh, his friends love him and in fact in his college for being so active they made a fun award and they gave him Life of the Party Award. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that one myself. You kidding? Yeah, yeah. Now, the, uh, here's the thing about being a life of the party. It's an outstanding emotional experience. Just think about it. The harder you laugh, the more you love laughing. That's exactly what he does, like. He laughs at everything. He has fun, and 
he says he wants to be an introvert and he wants to be in the room doing his own thing but because his life of the party he doesn't get to do that people are like hey, come on what are you doing inside we want you we love you <laughs> get over <laughs> that they won't let him off the hook they won't let him off the hook that's funny <laughs> yeah and he has a dull moment uh, like this is not you what happened and then mm. he'll be like yeah okay i get this and <laughs> okay <laughs> i am reminded of him all right okay yeah, it's all, all so clear you know yeah <laughs> I can be the so, life of the party too, just not him. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I was dating a woman named Tracy, and she was on staff at the time, in 2009 or 2010. And um, she um, was the seminar communicator, so she was registering people into seminars, right? And uh-huh. I, I always thought I was the life of the party in most of the places. They was calling me the mayor when I was on Team 2 because I knew everybody and everybody was into me and all of that stuff. Right? I was in the zone, and I was dating Tracy, and I had to be her straight man. I'm not nobody's straight man, but I had to be her straight man because she was so much more funnier and, and more enthusiastic. I just said, you know what, you be, I'll be a straight man, fine. I, I'll be that because I wasn't worried about it because she had so much personality. She wasn't What's even a straight man? Uh, so, if you ever see Abbott and Costello, you ever saw the, the comedy team Abbott and Costello? They're old from the 40s and 50s, but they used to be on TV a lot. Um, mm-hmm. role, uh, Martin, uh, um, Martin, um, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, right? Um, usually he's a really funny, silly person, and then there's this, their, their partner is like a, you know, a, 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 a not funny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know what I'm talking about? You got a, got a sense of it? Oh, okay. The funny guy and the not funny guy next to that person. Right, right. So the, the, they're teammates in the, in, the, in, the, in the show, but the funny mm-hmm. guy, the, 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 like the straight guy is trying to keep the funny guy from being doing stupid stuff, silly stuff like that. Ah, ah. Right? That's what I become usually. The straight man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm usually the, I'm usually the funny guy, but like when I get around, when I was getting around her, she was so much more funny and outrageous than me. I had to be her straight man. I like I take the jokes, I the you know all of that stuff. So it was great. I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed it because for like for a chance, you know, like for a chance I got a chance to chill out and relax. But I I had no issues with that. She actually knew that I was confident enough that I could be you know the star of the show whenever I'm in my end zone. So. You know, that was one of the things that we really, uh, you know, respected about each other was that we were both, you know, star personality types in our own right when we get out in public, you know? But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, her. So you could be the straight man and you'd still be funny as the straight man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so, but I'm, I'm I'm really telling you, man, listen, you, you want to have as much fun as possible because, you know, when I talked about in, in um, qualifying men about the peak emotional experiences, like between commodity, product, service, and experience, mm-hmm. comedy, humor, laughter is a, a uh, is one of the great experiences you can leave people with. I don't know if yeah. you notice. Know okay. I don't. I don't know if you notice, know but male comedians, they. Um, I, I'm going to talk. I'm going to say this 
and I'm saying this on this recording, I'm going to say it just like a, just like, I'm going to talk to you like you're a man for a minute. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, comedians get more pussy than, uh, than singers because they're mm. so freaking funny. Women laugh and laugh, and when women are laughing, they, they, they're not worried about nothing. There's no safety and security issue because they're too busy laughing until their panties fall off. They, and then next thing you know, they walk into the shower, and they don't even know how it happened. Hmm. And so now I want to talk to you back like your woman again, right? So, so, so you can make a guy laugh, mm-hmm. and really good at making him laugh. You mm-hmm. can turn any, any emotional, emotional mess into laughter. You now have a lot of control over, not manipulation, but a lot of control over the emotional and culture, the emotional culture of the relationship. Remember that part of happily ever after. Mm, kind of. Yeah, so so I talked about the emotional currency, the emotional culture, yeah. the emotional yeah, yeah. account, right? Comedy, funniness, blows up the good part of the emotional culture of your relationship. Mm. Matter of fact, you, you did not do wisdom, right? I am in, in wisdom. Oh, so play fun and ease. That's what wisdom is about, right? Yeah, they're teaching you how. They say that that fun, play, and ease. You can do. You can create things and produce results inside of play, fun, and ease that you cannot do any way else, right? Yes. Right. So being funny is one of those things about fun, play, and ease. Yeah. If you're that, if you're that, cut it out. Stop holding back. <laughs> okay. Okay, last thing I want to say about this, and I may have said this before, but I think I was 15. It was one of the first parties I ever went to. It was probably the mm-hmm. second party, second or third. Anyhow, uh, it was a, um all-boys high school and all-girls high school went to this party um, mm. in midtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It was Dodge High School, which is all-girls, and DeWitt Clinton High School, which is all-boys, and they were both Bronx parties, Bronx schools. And they had a party. Um, it was now the Trump Hotel right over Grand Central, but at the time it was called the Commodore Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I went there. I went there with my godbrother Marty, and I went, and also his best friend Jack. Me, Marty, and Jack went to the to the the, uh, the Clinton Dodge uh, high school party, high school dance. Mm-hmm. And I went in, and, uh, and then Marty had asked me, you know, uh, about. For, you know, in the early in the day, on a Saturday, do I want to, you know, can I, can I go to the party? So I had to ask my mom for money to go. So I had to have car fare plus $10 because it was $10 to get in there. And this was in the mid-70s, 1970s. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So $10 to go to a party, it was a lot. That's probably like $50 right now. But mom gave me the money, went to the party. Yeah. And, and, and I went there. And then me and Marty and then Jack, we got there about, I don't know, 10-ish, about 10 o'clock-ish. We sat down, we talked a little bit. I don't know if he had a soda or whatever. We sat down talking. Then Marty got up, Jack got up, they went around. And I was sitting there, I was listening to the DJ. Oh, man, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then about 2 o'clock, Marty saw me sitting in the same spot I was when we first came in. <laughs> I was sitting down. 2 in the afternoon? No, 2 in the morning, from 10 p.m. to oh, 2 a.m. Oh. I was, for, four, for four hours, I was sitting at the same table. Oh my Marty, God! What are you doing there? <laughs> I'm trying to 
<laughs> Marty's like, you're still sitting there? Come on, man. You got to be kidding, man. Listen, let me tell you something, bro. Those girls ain't going to ask you to dance, and the DJ ain't going to ask you to dance. So you got to bring the party wherever you're going, my brother. <laughs> and I've been doing that ever since. Hmm. Your Marty is yeah. awesome. Say it again. Marty is awesome. Marty was awesome. Yeah, no, he was a bully, but he was picking on me, but I got the lesson anyhow. He ain't never liked me. He always picked on me. I don't know why he picked on me. He's a year and a half older than me. He was a bully. I stayed with his mother most of the, you know, I was a kid, and uh, she was a bully, so he ain't really like me, but he taught me that lesson. He was trying to straighten me out, but, like, that was a good lesson. I, I, I'm, I'm grateful because it's, I've been with it ever since. Actually, I was 15 years old, so I was like, I got that lesson 40 years ago. <laughs> and I've been living that, that way ever since. Like, I got I can't depend on nobody else having fun with me or giving me fun or making me have fun. I got to do it on my own or else I'm in trouble, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. So that's what's up. Bring the party with you, my dear. Hi, <laughs> then. Yeah. All right, good. So now we went through all of that, and it was it was really important. I really I'm really grateful that I was able to like go through all of that. I didn't know it was gonna take that long, and um and um and I'm glad I declared it. This is gonna take longer than than uh than eight sessions, but it's fine. However long it takes, I want you to get it. I ain't in a hurry. Uh, so I'll, I'll say that again. Um, but now we're gonna go over qualifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already talked about relating this deeply. And mm-hmm. you got plenty. You got plenty of material to review in the relatedness section. I think I you're gonna. Not, I think you're not gonna be quite as. Is is it's not gonna be quite as hard for you in the qualifying stage because you already have a qualifying mindset. Now it's just a matter of, um, uh, you know, putting the skills to it. I don't need to transform your, uh, your mind around qualifying. Maybe presenting. But I don't think qualifying. I think you're already pretty decent at qualifying. You just don't have the the the, the, the skill set. But um, the context, yeah, you're you're you got the context of a qualifier. So because <laughs> you're like, prove it, you know. <laughs> and that's kind of the mindset you need to have in the qualifying. Uh, so let me just uh, let, yeah. let me yeah 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 both... definitely. I mean, <laughs> I know I wouldn't. I, I don't know that. Me, my dad and I had, like, in so many conversations, he's like, try giving up on that one thing. I'm like, no, nah, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you may not have the skill set, like, to really be effective, but I ain't got to give you the context. I ain't got to give you the right attitude and the right mindset. I, I don't have to do that. You you already that. So let me just, that's why I thought this would, this session would be kind of quick. But uh, mm-hmm. it's fine. Let's let's just you know go through the qualifier stage here. So in this stage, what you're going to be trying to accomplish is to be clear. Is that you have to be clear what's important to you. Um, you need to find out what's important to your prospective partner, your prospective date, the date you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they need to either meet or exceed your personal standards. Your must-haves. Yeah. Right, they need to meet yeah. or exceed your personal standards and your must-haves. I and would also, want them to exceed. Yeah, well, you know, you 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 know, you listening for this, right? I mean, of course, you're listening for this. So, oh, <laughs> and then um, 
so you also need to identify what types of questions you need to ask in order for you to be happy. So in other words, you need to know that you know how to ask the right kind of questions. Because if you don't ask the right kind of questions, you're not going to get the right kind of answers. And if you ain't getting the mm-hmm. right kind of answers, you know, you ain't going to be happy. So um, you're going to need to know uh, how to ask questions that work for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so I don't, have a, I don't have a list of a thousand questions. I don't. But I'm, I could talk to you about the concept of questioning. And then you, we could talk, once you do your, your, um, your, your manual, um, you know, we could, we could, I could support you further because I need you to go deep in like we just did in order to take care of, um, you know, doing, getting you to the type of questions that's going to work for you based on what you need to know and what you need to have, right? Um, but that's what you're doing, and the key distinction that you want to be coming from, like the key context you want to come from is mm-hmm. finding find out who the other person is, what they want, and whether they're worth it or not. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, and, and see, as I said, you know, I don't need to. I don't need to get you a new mindset. I just need to give you some more skills. But this one, you're pretty clear. Are they worth it? What do they want? Yeah, yeah. And who are uh, they? And who are they? Yeah, you're already there. <laughs> the qualifying men was a lot of pleasant surprises and yeah. self assurance and confidence in myself yeah. that I was like, yes. This is exactly what I was thinking. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for agreeing with me on this. <laughs> yeah, you have the proper mindset. You might want to, you know, take the edge off of this part a little bit, but that's fine. You don't have to um, because he's going to have to – he's got to qualify you the same way, and then you all decide if you're worth it. Yeah. Right? But, but, but exactly. You wanna, right. But you, like I said, you got this part already. I'm clear. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just want to give you some more – but you're already really good. So here's what we're gonna say about qualifying: is that you mm-hmm. gotta remember, you gotta remember your standards, your must-haves, and your deal breakers. Mm-hmm. And you gotta maintain your standards, your must-haves, and your deal breakers. So now, you also have to have some questions to ask yourself. So I'll tell you, there's you know a couple of questions that you need to ask yourself, which is. Uh, this, is this person worth it to you? Are they worth it to you? Number one. Number two, are you worth it to them? Mm-hmm. Uh, num- number three is, what do they want, really? You know, of course, they're going to want sex and they're going to you know, have fun, but what else do they want, right? And then how interested are they in you, really? And those are, those mm-hmm. are the questions you want to be asking yourself. Are they worth it? it? Are you worth it to them? What do they want, and are they really interested in you, really? Mm. Because, you yeah. know, you already asked I don't have to tell you to ask yourself, um, you know, are you, how interested are you, really? You already know. You ain't got to answer that for yourself. You already know that, right? And it's also based off of you maintaining your standards, your must-haves, and your deal-breakers. So, you know, being clear on those is going to make it a lot easier for you. So, um, yeah, you, this one, again, skill Maybe the skill can be upgraded, but this one here, you're good with this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now. and I yeah. acknowledge you again for 
putting this in a list of bullet points. Yes. I mean, all these questions, they come to my mind whenever I'm interacting with a person like, is he worth my time? Am I worth to him? Yes. And is he really interested? What are my must-haves? And, okay, is this a deal-breaker? Oh, this is below my standard. Now what do I do? I yeah. had this so much, and thank you so much for putting it in a structured format. Yeah. And the other one I want to acknowledge you is I see myself getting into disempowering context about, oh, my God, uh, why is this happening like this? Or I think about my past decisions and what others say. I remember some of those and everything gets in my head. Then, thanks to you, I'm like, no, 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 no. I know what I'm doing. I'm not doing anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I got coached on this and I'm qualifying a guy. He did not qualify, so... That's the end of the story. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Come <laughs> on. There is somebody else. Right. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is great. See, I love doing what I'm doing because, you know, I'm making a difference. Love it. All right. So next. You are. You are uh, making a huge difference. Oh, I'm, I'm loving it. And, you know, I really want you to, you know, get this at the level of in your DNA so that you're you're doing this because, see, this is not just going to help you to get into a relationship. It's going to help you to maintain a relationship mm-hmm. because because in relationships, you have, you're going to be in these different stages from time to time anyhow. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you, you know, you're with your husband, you've been married seven years and you want to come up with something new. You're going to have to learn how to qualify him. You have to remember that you need to qualify him about this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're dealing with um, you know, the people that you introdu- you're doing the LinkedIn introduction for. Do you want to have this present when you're qualifying them? Because you want to qualify them too and, or watch them qualifying you, right? So if you understand this whole process, each one of these steps, it's everything about relationships. It's, it's about it's the conversational spaces that you have in relationships. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. With wisdom, this is like clicking really fast. Everything is a conversational space, I agree. Awesome. And you know what? I'll be talking to people, like let's say people on staff. I just want to say this so I can get out of my system because I want to complain for a minute. Uh, <laughs> I can't deliver this kind of stuff to the people on staff and the people leading introductions and workshops and all of that stuff because they can't hear it because they got to do stuff the Landmark way. And Landmark's got great stuff. They just ain't the only one. And I can't, you know, like, <sighs> and, by, uh, and then I was also going to put this on recording and remind you that when that next next time I do this as a live workshop, you have to be there, and I'm going to let you do it. You're like you're my guest. Uh, ah. You're going to love it because me talking about it and then you seeing it on the court with 50 other people involved in this conversation because I deliver it completely differently. You won't even, oh, you almost won't even be able to tell it's the same workshop. But <laughs> when I do it live. I want you to be there. You're my guest. There, there you go. So I'm just telling you. Sure, sure. Um, so anyhow, uh, yeah, so now practices that you want to continuously work on. 
that you could never really like, you know, you just want to do this. You want to, you want to practice. You want to keep asking questions, and um, as a woman, you want to listen to. You want to ask men to share their opinions. I know you heard me say that before. But I just want to say it again. When it comes to qualifying, mm-hmm. you really want to get to the truth of the matter with a guy. Ask him what's his opinion about, or what do you think about, blah blah blah, and then mm-hmm. shut up and let him talk because men don't have opinions. We don't be think we don't we don't feel how we feel about something. We might feel something, but it ain't enough for us to tell you it's our opinion because we only want to tell you what what we would do because we're geared for for success and we only care about what works and what doesn't work. So if we don't have, know enough, we'll be like, you know what? I don't, I don't really know enough to have an opinion. That's because he never had an opinion. Otherwise, he would just say what he feels. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, whether it's, so right so so you know you want to practice. Asking men, like learning how to turn your questions, learning how to turn your questions into getting him to tell you his opinions. Yeah, yeah. I like I shared with you before. I accidentally did this, and some of the answers I got were so shocking. <laughs> and I'm glad I did that. Yes. Well, just get better at it and smoother, so they don't even know that's what you're doing. Yeah. Nobody. They never yep. noticed anything. They just said what they had, and I'm like, holy cow, is that yep. how you think? Yeah, that's how they think, right. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. It was so we ugly. Were, yeah. huh? you Some heard? responses I heard were so ugly, I'm like, okay, done. Right. This is not going any further. Thank you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Great. <laughs> so then uh, you also want to listen for what's not being said, but you don't want to make stuff up. So mm-hmm. if you hear, hear something in the background is not being said, you should get clarity. Like, what did you mean? Uh, don't don't make it up. Ask, but don't say no. you seem like you you did you was what you what you wasn't saying was you know asking to be more clear. You know, and mm. how you could do, how you could do it is like you know, I think you were saying this. I'm not sure. So I think you were saying that. Am I right? And then they'll tell you, mm-hmm. they'll clarify, because nobody wants to be wrong. So they will still, you'll be, you'll be activating their desire to be right. <laughs> so they'll tell you. Huh. I have to tell you something. Now that you are giving me all the secrets, the yes. next dates I'm going to be, uh, are going to be fun, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what you're doing. It's fun. Yeah. Like, it's like driving a car. You know how to drive a car? It's fun driving a car. You don't know how to drive a car? Scaring the shit out of you. You'll be sweating the whole time. It's if you, you know, depending on how long you drive before you crash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had... So now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I told you I had some ugly responses, right? Yes. So one of the questions I asked this person was, um, uh... No, um, he he started himself that one of his friends, mm-hmm. uh, he's married and his wife bought a car without telling him. Mm. And he said, I don't like that. Mm. And I asked him, did she use his money? He said, no, she's working. I was like, okay, so what's the problem? That's her money. 
He bought that. Yeah. He did you ask him? Did you ask him what the problem was? No, he went on saying, "Okay, um, he she has to speak to her husband that okay, I want to buy this car. Uh, can I buy? Is that okay?" I was like, "Why should she ask permission? Sure, she can tell him that I'm going to buy a car, and let's talk about that." Mm-hmm. Uh, I was turned off when he said, "Oh, she shouldn't have done that. She must have." Spoken to him, gotten his permission along those lines. I was like, oh, okay. So. Well, you know, you, it's interesting because I would ask him why is that so important, and then here's why. See, the context is everything, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I probably, I don't think I would buy a car without, you know, letting my wife know about it, right? I wouldn't. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't. I don't see myself doing. It. I don't see the point. I think it's. I think it's cold and callous, personally. Um, but mm-hmm. it's not because of being in control. Is that you know it's like we're 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 partners together and you know and is this is what you doing serving the both of us really and how you know and how can I help you enjoy it so like for me it would be a partnership thing but it would not be the end of the relationship by any shape or form it yeah, would just yeah. Be like you know but but see I wouldn't marry anybody that would want to do that anyhow not because I want to be in control but it's like yo ain't we doing everything I thought we was partners like what's up with that you know so that's where it would come for me but but. You know, his problem sounds like is that he didn't know how to qualify her earlier. So now he got this woman that he's got. And there's a lot of mm. women that really, there's a lot of women that come from being entitled. So if he's, mm. if in his mind, and if, if in his mind he's thinking she's being entitled and she wasn't, you know, including him in her life, then, you know, I can see why he'd be upset. But then, again, like I said, the problem was in the early stages of qualifying. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to find out why that was a problem for him. And he might have just been rattling off and didn't really know how to say it. And then, again, he might have had a really legitimate reason, and he just didn't communicate it effectively to you. Yeah. So, you know, getting people's why, you know, is really important. Hmm. I'll tell you, you know, one of my friends um, lives out in Pennsylvania, and I think you, you might have heard me say this before. So, you know, if you did, forgive me, but I'm saying it in a new context. Her son, bananas. I can't stand in the same room with him. He's too, he's too out of control. Man, oh my god, right? And you know, she's a great human being. You know, she's a landmark grad and all that stuff, right? But um, one day she told me her context for for her son's relation, for raising a son. And what she told mm-hmm. me was, listen, I know that my son is a little wild. I know this. Well, I'm okay with that because I know that I only got a certain amount of time with him as a child. As an adult, I ain't going to have him. So I want to enjoy every single second of his childhood because when he's 15, he ain't going to have have nothing to do with me. (laughs) He's going to be living his life as a 15-year-old boy, you know, growing up and being out in the world. And when she said that, what she was telling me, what I got was, she loves her son so much, she ain't trying to manage him. She will protect him and take care of him, and she won't let him get away with some crap. So she does have agreements, and the only thing that happens is he has to, he agrees to stuff. Um, they make joint agreements, and that's how they live. Other than that, he can do whatever he wants. That's how she has it with him, right? Um, but but uh, when she said that, I, I couldn't complain about anything anymore. I couldn't even think badly about how, how he acts anymore. 
he's still too much of a handful for me. He's six right now. You know, too, man, he is too much of a handful. But I so respect her her context, and, and her context is so loving and wise in spite of the fact that it looks bananas that I kind of mm. totally respect it. But I would never raise my children like that. I'd be like, I would make agreements, and then if they didn't come up with agreements, then, you know, they got one warning after the first agreement, and then then we got to do something about it. We, we you know, because they need to know the consequences the same way nature delivers consequences. You know what I'm saying? So I'd rather get a butt whipping from me than to be like fall out of a window and then die because gravity killed them. You know what I'm saying? Or, or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. so that was my philosophy. And, you know, and I think I only whipped my oldest daughter, I think like three or four times in her whole life. And my youngest mm-hmm. daughter, I never, I never whipped her because we made agreements and they, they knew dad wasn't playing. <laughs> Dad's not playing. No, they knew. If I said I was going to do something, I was doing it. If I said I wasn't going to do nothing, I wasn't doing it. I had no problem with, with any of that. And it was actually, I, I loved being a dad to my kids when they were young, you know. Uh, but anyhow, that's besides the point. The point is that you got to know what the context is in the background. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just can't go with, you know, the answer. And you're probably, you're probably right, but this is a good opportunity for me to put that in with you, you know. Yeah, uh, well, that's true, and there were other things which threw me off. So you probably you okay. it, again, again, you're probably right, but I just want to make sure you don't gloss over an opportunity because somebody said something that, that didn't work and you didn't mm-hmm. fully investigate it. That's all. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, you want you want full investigation. I'm not saying you know you want to give everybody. You know, uh, you know, free reign, and you know, want to be Miss, you know, Kumbaya, and you know, God bless everybody, everybody. Love. No, you don't need to do that, but you do want to make sure. So that means you want to investigate, verify, inspect, just to be on the safe side. But in, and even if, and, and even if, and sometimes inspecting is, is is you can inspect just by watching who they're being about what they're saying. Like you know, if they're being ugly about it, that's. That'd probably be enough for me too, but I'm mm. just saying, just don't, just don't necess- You don't necessarily have to take the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Okay. You know, inspect yeah. them. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's 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 what I say. All right, good. So that's pretty much you know, uh, qualifying. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the quickest one. This is the quickest one for all of because you already know this one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to try to squeeze in presenting. Uh huh. Um. Oh. Hmm. This is gonna take at least a half hour, maybe. Yeah. Nah, I think I'm. I think I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna back down off of this one. Um. I mean, I want to do it, but you're you. You don't know presenting the way you know qualifying. You know. <laughs> so, um. Let me let me see. Let me see if I can speed through it anyhow. Let me see. Um, yeah. Give me a glimpse of that. I'll see. Okay, great. So presenting. Here's the here's the purpose of this stage, is to uh, know that this is this is this this is the area where you are um, tailoring tailoring who you are uh, on what you uh, based on what you heard from the other person and what the other person wants. So said another way, 
you've been you've been getting related to this person and you've been qualifying this person, and normally it kind of happens at the same time. You're getting related and you qualify them at the same time, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what you're doing is if you like this person, you're trying to listen for what is it that they like so that when you say, okay, hey, you know, I really want to do something with you or you're trying to get them to want to ask you out or ask for your number or whatever the next thing is, you want to make it as easy for them to say yes and as hard to say no as possible. It's easy for them to want to uh, to, to make yourself as inviting to them, as open to them, as, as attractive to them as you possibly can in presenting. So if you was presenting a car, you would show the seats, the color, the design, the engine, or whatever it is that they told you that they liked about a car when you was qualifying them. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, if, if a guy likes, you know, a bubbly, excited woman who's, you know, smart and all of that stuff, then what you would start doing is you would start being that person. You start presenting that, that woman. You start speaking in ways that communicate who that woman is and like that. Mm. You would be being who you are, but that's the other part about presenting yourself. You, Let me see. Um, women don't have to worry about this quite as much as men do, but you still want to know how to do it. So... I'm going to give you an example. So the reason why I created qualifying men in the first place is because women would be trying to qualify men based off their uh, their uh, internal fantasy script. <laughs> you know, women have this thing, how they think relationships are supposed to go, how the guy's supposed to be magically sweeping her off her feet, how he's supposed to be, um, you know, automatically the guy for her, you know, he's supposed to know everything, do everything, read her mind, all of that stuff, right? And so a, yeah. a guy a guy who's a player or a pickup artist like I used to be, I would sit there and I would listen to her. And then I'd be like, oh, she, she wants this or she likes that. Uh. So I'd be, I'd be listening to her without qualifying her, but I'm qualifying her. It, it looked like to her, if she was listening to this conversation, she would think we was in the relatedness stage when I was only getting related to qualify her. I'm not sure. Like I was relating, I was I was relating to her so that she can so that I can qualify her. Mm-hmm. I was very intentional about qualifying. Matter of fact, I would get somebody's date of birth, or the, the, the the location, and their time, and do their astrology chart. That's how much I wanted to qualify their ass, you know. So um, I would be listening for what she liked and what she didn't like. And then when it was time to present myself, I would present myself as her vision for what she thought a guy was supposed to be like. So if mm-hmm. a woman said she she wants a guy who's, you know, a, uh, a Wall Street tycoon, if I didn't think I could do it, I would, I would just back out of that because that's not who I am. If she wanted a guy who's going to be spending lots of money, I wouldn't do that. If she wanted a guy that was sexy and cute and she wanted to get all emotional about it and all that stuff, or eyes got all shiny, then I would present myself as that guy. So I would listen for her complaints, watch how she's reacting to stuff, whether she's liking it or not, because y'all have, y'all have your heart on your, uh, on your sleeve. But actually, you, you wear your heart on your face and in your eyes so much more than you think it's not even funny. But it's adorable, and we love it, except for when y'all are being angry, scared, and making us wrong, then we hate it. Mm. But in the meantime, I would be watching her 
so that when it's time for me to to um, audition for the role of hero, her version of hero, her hero in her script, I would do my version of her hero. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So she, Makes sense. So she won't. Right, so she wanted somebody to be bold, I'd be bold. She wanted somebody to be funny, I'd be funny. If she wanted somebody to be, um, you know, smooth, I'd be smooth. She wanted somebody to be fast, I'd be fast. She wanted somebody to be laid back, I'd be laid back. Mm. Because I'd be watching for what, she, what she's looking for, how she's reacting, how she's sounding, what's, you know, like like the uh, the, the conclusions of the statements she was saying. Because ne- she would never say it directly. Wouldn't say mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody who's bold but smooth. No, they wouldn't say that, but they would react to that, respond to that. You know, mm-hmm. I would I would listen for it and then I would do it. And I'm telling you, guys that know how to pick up women, that's what they do. They don't even know how to say it, like I just said, but that's what they do because that's how come it works. That makes sense, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Because y'all are like, I didn't tell him what to do and he's doing it. Oh my God, that's so great. And that's another reason why women don't, right? I mean, is is that right? Yeah, and in fact, it happened to me once. A friend of mine got drunk, slightly tipsy, and then he comes to me and he's like, Srija, I'm drunk, but I want to ask you this. I'm like, what? Um, Let's say there is is some fight going on, like uh, somebody said something about you, do you like a person who would go and beat the hell out of this guy or do you like somebody who will just sit with you? I'm like, why are you asking me this? But sure, I'll tell you the answer. I would like my guy to go and go and do something about that. And right. I was like, okay, why did he ask me that? Maybe he wanted to know what kind of person I like, and he would try to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he was conscious, that's what he was doing. Uh-huh. Otherwise, he was just being. Otherwise, he's just being nosy. But <laughs> but see, but see, a real player wouldn't mm-hmm. need to ask. He would just keep his eyes open to see. Because he would say something, and then you'd have a particular reaction, and your reaction would tell him what you said plus what you didn't say. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I I've seen that too through uh-huh. some people and uh, I felt creepy. I was like, okay, now you are gauging my reaction and I don't like this. Mm. Okay, great. So, um, So women usually don't have to work very hard to present themselves because you're already walking in the room with your clothes and your and your, you know, your moves with the hips swinging and all of that stuff, and you're already presenting yourself when you walk in the room. So we usually have to pr- prove ourselves to presenting ourselves. So I'm going to you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop it right here, right? But what I'm going to do when we talk next is I'm going to talk about how you want to be presenting yourself by first telling you how guys present themselves. So I'm going to give you the whole world of what guys do to present themselves. Mm-hmm. And then and then we're going to create how you specifically can present yourself best, even though you ain't really got to do a whole lot of work. So I want to give you, like, both sides of it so that you can see it. And then, you know, we'll create your best presentation so you don't you can be less in your head about whether a guy likes you or not. 
Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, got it. Okay, good, because otherwise we'd be going to be here for another 45 minutes, and I don't know if that makes sense because <laughs> um, I don't want to go past 11 o'clock. In fact, I really don't want to go past 10.30, and so it is right now 10.23. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it right here, and um, when you want to have your next session, I mean, you can tell me now, you can tell me later, but uh, just, just, you know, matter of fact, you can tell me later. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna, anything else you want to say with that, that you want on this recording? Because otherwise, I'm going to uh, uh, end this recording right now. And uh, a few quick things. Um, I did use some of the things you uh, you covered in the previous session. Um, I was in a college reunion, and mm-hmm. I had the story that oh my god, there are so many guys over here, men, but a lot of them are younger than me. Mm. And some of them look cute. So Mm. (laughs) I'm like, ah, okay. I I usually would have done something like, okay, stick to the older crowd and be with people I know. But I took on being um, curious and let's explore, like, there was one particular guy who was cute, and I saw him going here and there, and at one point I said, okay, I'm going to talk to this guy. It's not going to be weird. It's not going to be anything awkward. And I know he's younger than me, but I'm going to talk to this guy. Awesome. And there was a friend right next to him, and I was like, okay, I'll talk to both of them. They both are friends, the same age, and taller than me. I like tall guys. Mm-hmm. And what you said was, okay, just keep asking questions about what they are doing. So you will eventually make them ask for your contact information. Yep. So I did that. I asked them what they are doing. One of them is doing PhD, the guy I was looking at initially, he was doing, he is doing PhD at uh, Ithaca, upstate New York. Okay. So I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. And I was asking more about that and we didn't exchange numbers, but he sent me friend request on Facebook. Okay. Well, that's good. That's to me. Yeah. I get a chance to find out about somebody before I even talk to him looking at their Facebook page and what they post and who their friends are. <laughs> that's like... That's, yeah. That's, uh, so when he said that, I was like, yes, Tony, I met it. <laughs> I did not send him request. He did it himself. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, you know, that's that's a, winning, that's a winning strategy there, my sister. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything. Sure, he looks nice. He could be a good friend, or who knows? Mhm. Yeah, who knows? But see, you know, you can't even be. How can I say? You don't even want to be like worried that much about age. I understand why you would be more attracted to like an older guy than a younger guy. I understand that, but you don't have to uh, settle. Mm. You, don't, you don't have to be concerned about a younger guy. I mean, okay, seventeen. Okay, forget about that, right? But you know. 25, you know, not bad. 
you know, I mean, it's up to you, you know. Don't let that get in the way is all I'm saying. You know, you know, you know, you can stick to your commitment and still be open to, like, you know, the, the perfect person for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, 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 that's all I want to leave you with around that. So, I mean, me, you know, I, I don't know if there's any women my age or older than me that I'd be really attracted to. I just don't, you know, because... Look, I'm 56, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you don't know, do and that, Tony. Like, but that's my point. <laughs> Most women my age look 56, look 60. You know what I mean? So I, you know, <laughs> um, you know, they, I really need to be stunned, shocked, and amazed with somebody that's my age that looks as young as me or looks younger than me. I would be mm-hmm. really thrilled with that. But, you know, I'm probably going to be ended up hanging out with somebody that's like 15 years younger than me because I like the way 20, 25 and 30-year-old women look and 35-year-old women. Okay, 30, a little too young for me. I can't even pretend around that. My, my oldest daughter would be annoyed. My youngest daughter would be super annoyed because they're 28 and 33. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, I, I got to be responsible for that because of them to some degree. But if, mm-hmm. if 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 I'm clear, this is like the person I was born to be with, then I don't care what nobody say. Um, mm. But but if it's not a hundred percent that way, because I'd be like, listen, you you wanna you wanna have a fight, you wanna argue with God, don't argue with me, okay? So there you go. <laughs> I'll say that I don't have no problem with saying that. You don't like it? Talk to God. You, you, you talk to Him, and then after you talk to Him, then you talk to me. All right. Meantime, you be mad at me all you want, but. Go talk to God first, all right? Because otherwise, she wouldn't be here. I'm telling you, she wouldn't. So like, I'll go there if it if it you know turns out to be that um, uh, ordained, so to speak. I kind of hope it's that ordained, but I don't I don't necessarily need her to be 30 years younger than me, you know. But be that mm-hmm. as it may, I'm I'm just saying that you want to be as open to possibility as possible. That's all I'm saying. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. Good, good, good. So, uh, anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, you can have fun with those young guys because here's one of the things most of the time women outlast younger guys, outlast their husbands. Like husbands die first, wives die later. You know, you, you marry a younger guy, you know, he'll probably last longer than the older guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Something to consider, you know. I'm not saying you should go there, but anyhow. Yeah, definitely. Why not? And they are more fun, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some other physical enjoyment uh, act, uh, opportunities there as well. You definitely. Know, so. I heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't have to go there. I know, Tony. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. Oh my God. Okay, so that's all I got. I'm gonna end this right here and then um uh hang on and then hang on for a minute, so all right. Okay. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.